Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shalvik here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today in today's episode interview today actually episode 232 i'm on the line with lisa woodruff who shares her organizational tips entrepreneurial spirit and humor to encourage other moms on her blog at organize365.com she has authored multiple books blogs podcasts for women who want to get organized and organized women who want to help others live a more organized life lisa is a professional organizer business coach who has helped hundreds of women organize and monetize their business. In this interview, we're going to be talking about how to take your core message and turn it into a product. This is a topic that's important for any blogger looking to take their business to the next level. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Lisa, Lisa, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm great, Leslie. This is like surreal to be on your podcast after having listened to so many episodes. <laughs> well, it is awesome to have you on here. I, I think we first met at a, at a conference. Was it Digital Collab yeah. or something of that sort? Yep, in Cincinnati. Noah was just born, so that's all you could talk about. And oh, I love babies, yes. so I had no problem listening and watching <laughs> the pictures over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, yes. Exciting times. Now he's almost three. I can't believe it. Where does that time go? Right. Oh, man. So Organize 365. Now, quite frankly, that sounds like a whole lot of organization. I'm going to guess that the, the 365 refers to 365 days out of the year. Is that correct? Yes, that was my original goal. When I started in 2012, the only bloggers I really followed were all coupon bloggers and bloggers that were posting like, I don't know, like seven, 12 times a day. And so I thought, well, if I could post one time a day, like that would be really good until I started trying to do it. And then I realized, oh, yeah, well, you know, we'll think about organizing 365 days a year. But it wasn't until last month that my posts actually started going live every single day and 90 percent are republished. Oh, wow. Cool. So when you say or let's talk about this organized 365 thing, when you say organized, okay. I mean, what what are we organizing? So I primarily talk about organizing your home your home-based business, your photos, and your paper. Okay, so your home, your home-based business, your photos, and your paper. Yes. And how long have you been doing this? So before I started Organize 365, I was a scrapbooking consultant. And I would clean homes and organize homes on the side. And Uh I was a teacher. And I had a bazillion million jobs. So when (laughs) in 2012, when I decided to launch my blog, because I've been watching bloggers for four years at that point, I wanted something that I could talk about for the rest of my life. And organizing your home was the thing I could talk about for the rest of my life. Okay, so a a bazillion jobs. That sounds like a lot of jobs. Like, I've never had that many jobs in my life. (laughs) Uh, Well. 
Well, yeah, one year I had nine Schedule C's on my tax return. So legitimately nine businesses in one calendar year. That's oh, a lot. my. Okay, so that is a lot. All right. So yeah. you, you started, You this was something, what I like about this is this was something that you were already doing, right? Organizing right. And, and so on when it comes to homes and whatever it is you were organizing with these bazillion, jillion, gajillion jobs. But you take you took that now and mm-hmm. you decided to start a blog. Well, and the thing is, I wasn't doing organizing as the business. I was tutoring. I was teaching. I was cleaning houses. I was making scrapbooks. I was in direct sales. I was doing all of these things successfully, which is insane. (laughs) But, you know, just a little bit here, a little bit there, whatever it took to pay the bills. And so when I turned 40 and I was like, okay, I'm going to have like, I'm going to live till I'm 100. So I better (laughs) like what I'm going to do. So I took a look at what I was doing and I said, okay, why am I a successful teacher? Why did they hire me over other people? Why am I successful with the scrapbooking business? Why am I successful with this? And every single one came down to because I could organize the people I worked with or the people I worked for, or I could organize like my scrapbooking people, they would make three to five albums a year, which may not sound like a lot, but most scrapbooking consultants could sell product, but they couldn't get people to complete albums. And so because I organized all their supplies, like it was like military in my workshops, everybody's printer, you know, all of their little cutters were in the front pocket and all of their paper was organized in rainbow order, exactly the same. And all of their stickers were organized in a binder by year. So when people said, where are my birthday stickers? Everyone said in the middle with the July stickers, because all of them were the same. So it helped everybody help each other meet their goals. And then I incentivized them to complete albums, but it was the organizational ability I had not my creative scrapbooking sense because I don't have the creativity. I have the organization, and that's why people were successful with me. Okay, so I I don't want you to come into my office and see. What's, <laughs> Please, I can what, drive there. <laughs> what's what's we going that far away? What's going on in here? Because I, I have the black screen in the back so that everything looks you know nice and clean and organized. But trust me, it doesn't look organized in like reality if you look anywhere else besides right here. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this organizational thing, something big for you, obviously it it attributed, a lot of your success could be attributed to that. Now, how long ago was this exactly? 2012, January 2012. I quit my teaching job mid-year and started the blog in January. Not a good idea. Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's go back to that. You you were teaching. No, I, I, was I, um, I have a I have a little bit of a spot in my heart um, for teachers because that's right. what I was doing. But you were teaching and you said, OK, stable salary, all these things, income, <laughs> benefits. Yeah. Ah, forget about it. I'm going to go and start a blog. What in the world was going on in your mind at the time? Because that just sounds crazy to like regular folk. <laughs> yeah, like and and it was crazy. So. In the depression, recession, our personal family recession, depression thing started in 2006, well before the worlds did. So in 2009, I had the opportunity to go back teaching at a private Montessori school, which I loved. Middle school, math and science, Leslie, you love that. Uh, And it was Montessori. So it was 100% one-on-one. So I had 18 kids and I had 18 math lessons. Like I loved it. I loved how individualized it was. All right. You're tugging tugging on my heartstrings, by the way. All right. Continue. (laughs) So my kids have learning disabilities and other medical challenges. And we had pulled my son out the second year I started teaching into a public school because we couldn't afford the special needs private school, which was 20,000 a year. Oh, and I was teaching at a private school. So I was not making public school salary. Right. 
But by December, we had already re-enrolled our son back in that school because he really couldn't handle the public school. He needed the private school. And then there were more medical challenges going on with my daughter in December. And the administrator at my school was prioritizing my job over my family. And I had to take care of my daughter's medical needs. Now, here's the even more crazy part. I had to quit so I could take care of her medical needs. And then in the spring, we decided to enroll her in that expensive private school, too, for her learning disabilities. So I quit my job and put two kids in two really expensive schools. But the problem was, even though I was teaching and I had that quote unquote steady job, along with that steady job meant I was gone from the house with drive time nine to 10 hours a day. And our kids were in private school, so we couldn't even get them to the bus they needed to be on. My husband had gone through all his vacation time. Now he was taking time without pay, and he was earning more than I was. And our family was just plummeting into depression, recession, and we were going into debt anyway. And I couldn't survive on the teacher salary. I needed to be able to figure out a way to make more money and to have all the freedom to drive my kids around where they needed to be for their needs. And you, and you so I quit. So you quit. Yeah, so I'll never go back to teaching, obviously. Are, are you, are you like, are you like, at this point in time, are you like freaking out? Because I remember like right before I quit my job, there was a time where it was kind of like, oh my, oh, what, what in the world am I doing? I mean, yeah, we all ha- know because we followed. You. I know, right? So you, you have more expenses <laughs> mm-hmm, and you're, right, you're, you're right. leaving. What are you, yeah. what are the emotions that you're feeling at this point? Um, I come from a long line of entrepreneurs, so I always knew I would run my own business. I had done direct sales very successfully, and I had made a good income at that. And that company went bankrupt was the problem. So my husband said, find a direct sales company, you'll sell it and do that. So I had found a direct sales company in November that sold organizational products. And I figured I would put those on the blog, sell them that way. It turned out that's not what happened, but because I had joined that direct sales company and I had so much direct sales experience, I did a lot of home parties and my home parties were gigantic, like 19, 23, 21 people. And I'd be like, why in the middle of this recession are there so many people at a home party for plastic containers? Like it made no (laughs) sense whatsoever. So I asked the third hostess, I was like, why are there 23 people here? Like, I don't even know these people. And they said, well, everybody wants to know what a professional organizer has to say. And that's why I went, oh, that's what I am. And so in April 1st of 2012, I launched my professional organizing business, which has been profitable since day one. Awesome. Okay, so this is exciting. And I want to talk about the blog. I want to talk about how you grew the blog. I want to talk about, this is the topic that you suggested, actually. The topic was how to take your core message and turn it into a product. So... Before we continue on, I want to ask you a question based on that topic. What What's your core message? So my core message is anybody can be organized. It is not something you are born with. You can learn to be organized and I can teach you how. Whoa, 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 whoa. That sounds very like concise and like because I am I am 35 years old. I yep. have not been organized all my life. Yep. You're telling me that there's yes. hope for even me. Yes. And I think that's not the message that's been out there in the organizational community. It is either you're born this way or we can do it for you, but we can't teach you how. So if I take my teaching and direct sales experience through the blog, I teach you, yes, you can be successful. And if I can get you small wins, then you start to realize, oh, I can do this. And through my podcast and everything else I do, I share that, you know, 
I'm not always organized. We're not only having this podcast in my car because <laughs> my children are home. I mean, life happens. And if you're an active, dynamic person, you can't organize your house and it's done forever. Like that's not what happens. It is a mindset. It is something that you learn to do and you learn to look at things in a more organized way. So I'm changing your mindset. And the podcast has really helped with that, being able to flesh that out more than a blog. All right. We got we to gotta dig into that a little deeper. I know that's not I, the topic of the title of this episode isn't how to become organized. But right. when you say that, I resonate with it so much and think to myself, I need it. And I, I'm looking in the chat right now and blab and I see Wendy says, yes, teach me. I see Renee <laughs> is saying lack of organization is my greatest weakness. Uh, <laughs> when he says, I want to be love it when things are have a difficult time implementing. All right. So you got to give us. I'm going to put a, a huge responsibility on you right now. You're going to give us a crash course in organization. So if I, as an entrepreneur, if I, as a business owner, want to get organized, I've been struggling with this for a very long time. Where do I start? Okay, and right into the product thing. So you are, most people listening are podcasters, bloggers, because, you know, they're the only people who have found there is Blab. I didn't even know there was Blab. <laughs> You're not going to have a housewife on Blab right now listening to our interview. So the people that we're talking to on Blab are very entrepreneurial, very, um, you know, into the latest thing. And when you have that kind of a mindset, it is really hard to have an analytical organizational mindset oh. also. I have both. I, it's very, very rare. You're either very analytical and organized or you're very creative and entrepreneurial, typically. You don't usually have the mix. So the thing is, you have to take whatever you're doing and take it down to the simplest level and have a small win. So the reason I wanted to talk to you about the product and turning your blog into a product is because as content creators and entrepreneurs, we're on Blab like way before anyone, it'll be a year before people even know this exists <laughs> and we're already on to the next thing, yeah. right? So we're constantly creating more content, but you need to stop and slow down and say, okay, but the people who are following me now or listening to the podcast a year later after I record it, how can they implement and change their life based on what I say, not just get more and more content out of my mind? So the first step is going to be to create a Sunday basket. And if you're basket. a business owner, okay. you're going to have two. It could be a bag, a box, a basket. I don't care what it is. It is a designated space where you're going to put every single piece of paper that you have printed out related to your home in one and related to your business in another. So go get laundry baskets out of the laundry room. It needs to be a large basket. And you're going to collect every single piece of paper you have for your business that's near your bed, near the bathtub, you know, it's in your car. It's on your dining room table, all of it into one place. It is overwhelming. It's okay. Take a, take a deep breath. You're going to make it. <laughs> but you have to collect it all first. And then you have to designate a time. For me, it's Sunday night. That's when the house is the calmest. That's when almost nothing is ever going on. When the family rarely needs me because they've had me all weekend. So seven or eight o'clock at night, I will take that basket. Here's the key. You take every single thing out of that basket and you touch it. And you ask yourself one question can this wait until next Sunday? If it can, it goes right back in the basket. No guilt. If it can't, you're left with a small pile of stuff that you need to implement and act on this week. You will notice two things. Number one, you have way more things in that basket than you're ever going to be able to handle. And number three, when you put things back in that basket four weeks in a row, you realize, you know what? I'm never going to do this. So I'm just going to throw it away. Mm. Okay. So I'm, I'm taking my bills. 
I'm taking yes. any kind of documents. I'm taking yes. all those things that um, I have stacked away in multiple places right at the door. When I come in, we have this thing that holds your keys and envelopes and all that kind of stuff. And then on the yes. table over here, we have a bunch of other things. I'm taking all of that and I'm putting it into one basket. Okay. You have a business. So you have one basket for your business and one basket for your home. All right. Yes. Okay, good. And every Sunday, I'm going to go through that. I'm going to see, is this something that can wait until next Sunday? If it is, put it back in the basket. So first I take everything out, put it back in the basket if it can wait. If it can't yes. wait and I have to do it this week, then what am I doing with that? Then you're going to put that in a pile. When you move your baskets away, then you're going to look at your calendar and say, okay, I'm going to pay the bills. Or I do as much as I can right there on Sunday night. Gotcha. I mean, my Sunday is usually two hours. But if I can't, like, let's say it's an interview with you, then I put it on the calendar. Like, okay, I created a file. Here, let me show you. You have a file, Leslie. Oh, I have a file? Leslie has a file. Wow. It's lit. Okay, for those of you... For those of you that aren't watching on video, and uh, we're going to uh, just really quick, Lisa, as we continue in the interview, be careful with the yeah. mic. Because Sorry. when you move it around, it kind of hits and makes some noise. Um, but for those of you that can't see it, um, they, oh, my word, there is a, a, a green folder. It's like a plastic folder that has my name not written on it. But printed on it, Leslie, and then it has yeah. interview, become a blogger, and all that good stuff. I have my yeah. own folder, y'all. I mean, I've arrived. <laughs> yeah, it's in my Sunday basket, which is right next to me in the car. That so, is awesome. Another thing, now that I'm um, trying to get podcast interviews, which I was, I was so excited when you said yes. <laughs> so I'd asked a few of the blogs that I or podcasts I'd listen to, like every episode, if I could be interviewed. So then I realized, as a few people said yes, well. Now, how do I organize that information and make sure I've sent them all my um, bio and then I create a special page. So you guys are going to get a special page for a free download. I had to create that for Leslie. So I made a checklist. And now if I get scheduled for a podcast interview, I pull out the checklist and it goes in Leslie's folder. I print out my emails. So emails are in the folder. I have kids. I'm in the car all the time. I'd rather grab Leslie's folder and read what he said I need to prepare for as opposed to have to go back to my computer. Now, if you are computer organized, that's great. But I am a paper pencil person, so I print a ridiculous amount of emails. So I am computer organized. I'm the kind of person that would, would probably use Evernote and I would have different notebooks. Right. And in that, the, so right. I can have podcast interview notebook if that's something that I'm, I'm doing a lot of. And then I can have a file for each individual yes. that I'm approaching and I can keep track of the different things that I need to do specifically for that interview. So here's how, what you would do. You would take your Sunday basket and you would have your phone and you would take pictures of the things in the Sunday basket, ah. get rid of them and put them into your Evernote. But here's the thing. On Sundays, you need to go through your Evernote folders. You need to go through your podcast folder. What's coming up? Who have I emailed? What do they still need? So that it's more streamlined. And checklists are great. Even if you have them like I do checklists on an Excel spreadsheet in uh -huh. a Google Doc. And so then you could put podcasts and you could put every podcast that you want to be interviewed on. And then at the top, it says sent email, got reply, you know, scheduled email, sent bio, whatever. And then you're checking these off. And the, and the benefit to that is you're looking at one spreadsheet and you're seeing, okay, for you, it'd be all these interviews that I have scheduled. Okay, here's where they are in the schedule. They haven't gotten back to me. I'm going to move their schedule down, move somebody who's replying faster up so that I'm on my timetable for getting my interviews out. 
you know, as opposed to doing the order in which they email you, do them in the order in which they respond to you the quickest so that you could be more productive in getting your podcast scheduled. Okay, I'm 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 loving this by the way. So on Sundays, that's kind of like organization day, right? I mean, you're 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 For me. you're you're putting everything together, you're planning out the yeah. week. You're not just you're not just going into the week and letting your week happen to you. You are Correct. taking control of what's going to happen at each step in the process. Yes. Oh, oh man, that's sweet. Any other tips? Um, yeah, I think if you do your Sunday basket that way, then Monday and Tuesday, you can contact a lot of people and you can get your agenda out there. And by Thursday and Friday, people are usually replying to you and you're printing it out. And generally, when you email somebody or you're going to schedule some something or you get something in the mail, you usually have about a week to get back to it. So yeah. I focus the beginning of the week on my agenda and the end of the week on other people's agendas and then move it back around again. Got it. All right. So start of the week, my agenda, end of the week, other people's agenda, and we, we continue going on from there. All right. So we're, yes. we're talking about this idea of, at least the title of this is how to take your core message. And we heard what your core message and your core message <laughs> is even Leslie can be organized. Um, <laughs> um, and how do we go from there and turn it into a product? Now, first of all, what do you mean by a product? Because different people might think different things when they hear this thing of, of this concept of product. And you might also think different things. So what do you mean by turn it into a product? Okay, so when I started blogging, I thought blogging was the business. And then you made money from blogging. You got <laughs> brand sponsors. You got advertising, which was great for the people who were doing it then. It really has not worked for me for two reasons. One, I didn't have the numbers for advertising in the beginning. And number two, brands weren't interested in working with me. And in my niche, it was it was a little different than in the coupon niche that I had been watching and following. And so the other thing is when it was time to start working with brands, I wasn't so sure I wanted to change my core messaging to promote whatever their core messaging was. Ah, so then yeah. I realized I wasn't going to be get, making money from brands because it wouldn't have been authentic. Yeah. So... I did the professional organizing, which made me money. And what ended up happening was it funded the blog for two years. Like the blog would have been way negative, but because I was professionally organizing with the service industry, it paid for the blog. Gotcha. So finally, last fall, I'm like, okay, well, the blog eventually has to make money. Like this is ridiculous. And how can it make money? Because I'm a teacher and content creator. So left to my own devices, I'm just going to keep creating apps and podcasts. And somebody just asked if I'll be on Periscope. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I am signed up over there, but I haven't done anything with it yet. You know, and I just want to teach. But eventually you have to make money, right? So how do you make money? The other thing with teaching is if you're just teaching and people feel really good when they get off of your podcast or your blog, but they don't do anything with it, yeah. you're not really changing their life. You're just making them happier that day. So how do I really change people? And after everything I had blogged about, it was that Sunday basket, which was the first thing people could do. They could make the Sunday basket. And within a week to six weeks, they were saying, oh my gosh, this really works. Like, I don't have a pile on my kitchen counter anymore. I really do know where things are. This is working. I can do this. From that, I could plug them into my 40 weeks, one whole house challenge that I have, which is totally free and not monetized at all. So with the Sunday basket idea, I created an ebook after okay. I wrote 20 posts about it. Okay. And I'd, I'd already made an ebook that was selling really well called 10 Steps to Organize Paper. Okay. There really is not, if you Google or Amazon search, much about organizing your paper. If you're not going to do files or binders or do electronic, you know, by scanning everything, there's nothing out there. Huh. So I started thinking about that this summer and I thought, okay, 
So I have these products that sell really well. And I was selling a Sunday basket that I use from Longa Burger, but that wasn't really, the goal wasn't to sell an expensive basket. Yeah. What is my goal? And my goal is that everybody realizes that they can organize every single piece of paper in their house. Okay. Well, what do they need in order to do that? Okay. They need the Sunday basket mm -hmm. book. They need the, the 10 steps to organize paper book, which takes you through all the other paper. Okay. They need these things called these magnetic clips that go on your refrigerator that I call the one clip. So you have one okay. clip for each of your kids and then all the papers related to your kid's school go in there on chronological order with the most current one on top so that you're only looking at one piece of paper on the refrigerator per kid, not every single piece of paper on it, like a big bulletin uh, board. Okay. So that's another thing I teach and I teach color coding. So how to color code your calendar and your to-do list and everything. They need all those pieces. Okay. Well, if somebody was going to follow me and organize their paper in August, they had to figure out the Sunday basket or buy that book and do that. Then they had to find that I had the 10 steps to organize paper book. Then they had to read the post about the one clip. It wasn't organized. So I put it all in one actual physical kit. And I thought about how when you buy a new computer, not necessarily today, but it used to be when you bought a new computer, you remember it would take like a whole day to upload everything to that computer? <laughs> yep. But you would get a quick guide, right? Uh -huh. So you could follow the quick guide or the manual, which you never, ever touched. So I saw my eBooks as the manual that most people never, ever touched. So I created quick guides, quick color-coded two-sided papers for the Sunday basket, for 10 steps, for the one clip, and for color-coding your life, and put those in this physical kit. And I thought, okay, so as a professional organizer, if somebody wanted to organize every single piece of paper that they had, and it was a snow day, so they couldn't get to the store, and their internet connection was down, so they couldn't search my blog, what else would they need? to do this project. So they would need the physical clips. I ordered those. They would need the slash pockets. I just showed you with your name on it. <laughs> See, those are called slash pockets. Uh -huh. They would need those to organize their Sunday basket. Okay. So I put those in the kit. What else would they need? Well, they don't have the internet. They still need me. And what they need from me is my specific information for the Sunday basket, the one clip, 10 steps to organize paper. So I took my eight podcasts that I had done on those topics and had them burned onto CDs professionally. Hmm. Okay. So they're included in the box. So literally when you get this box, you can organize all of your papers in one weekend because every single thing you need is in there. Anything you need printed out, I printed the first copy for you. So you don't even have to print it off of your printer. You could print it subsequent copies, but the first copy is in the box. Okay. So th that was a, like you just went through like an entire course on everything. Yeah. But this was exactly. th that was a great overview. Now I want to step back and I want to dissect these pieces because I okay. think I think that's what we're gonna get. We're gonna get even more. I mean, people in the in the chat are loving it, but I know that the people in the chat and the people that are listening to this um, are gonna get even more value from breaking down this process. First of all, right? Give us somewhat of an idea of what what scale we're dealing with in terms of where your blog is, your traffic, okay. and how, how, how well it's doing, what, whatever you're comfortable in sharing. Can you give us some information on that? Yes. So I get 100,000 page views a month. Okay. That's been pretty consistent for about 18 months. I have about 50,000, 60,000 unique views per month. Okay. My podcast gets um, 20,000 downloads a month, about 2,000 per episode. Nice. But because I created the app, you can go back to start week one of the 40 Weeks One Whole House Challenge. That has been downloaded um, 8,500 times. Now, when you say you created the app, what do you mean by created? The, you, you have an actual app? Yeah. Okay. And that app, 
Organize 365. Organize 365 available on what? iOS? Uh, And Android. um, I also made it for Android. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have that app and um, that's doing, how, how, how did you say that was doing? So that has 1,500 subscribers on each platform, split pretty equally. Okay. So about 3,000 people got the app that came out in August of this year. That was created specifically so people could follow this 40 Weeks One Whole House Challenge I have. This is the third year I'll be doing this challenge. Last year, I recorded podcasts. And you know, as a podcaster, to find those podcasts from last year, you need to know how to download a feed, scroll to the back, get all the way... People don't know that. Uh So I made an app. So just those 40 podcasts and my 40 blog posts are in the app. So you go to the app, you push the button, you listen to the thing. It's as easy as can be. Got it. Okay. So you have all these things you're, you're doing Mm -hmm. about, you're doing about what I'm doing on my biology blog in terms of traffic, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, uh, And um, you have your, your podcast listens. When did you start your podcast, by the way? Um, Organized 365 was one year ago. One year ago. Okay, sweet. So that's doing well. You're doing well. You're, uh, it, mm-hmm. it, and it sounds like things are growing, and that is just awesome. Okay, so you have this core message. Anyone, anywhere can get organized, and you're going through this process of, 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 of creating these products. And what it sounds like you're saying is, first you started with the core values, and then you started to think through what is my audience yes. going to need in order to yes. accomplish this thing that we're saying that they can accomplish? Yes. Yeah, so people were buying the Sunday Basket ebook and they were emailing me and saying, oh my gosh, this works. So I created a sequence where they would get emails encouraging them to keep doing it. You know, it's 10 emails that they get. It's okay. It's two laundry baskets. It's supposed to be two laundry baskets. And then they'll email me back. Oh yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Cause I thought I was the only one, you know? So I'm mentoring them and encouraging them to organize this paper. Well, then to get them to move to 10 steps to organize paper and organizing all their paper just with an ebook that wasn't written as wait, recently wait, 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 as wait, wait, Sunday wait. Basket Before was. we even go on yeah. to that, because at first I want to I want to yeah. dissect every part. So the ebook, why why did you start yeah. with the, why did you start with an ebook? I'm curious. I had published a book before I became a blogger. I had published a book with Tommy Nelson Publishing. Okay. That was a preschool church curriculum. Okay. And I'd been a teacher and done lesson plans and I was doing blogging. So I knew that an ebook was good. So my first ebook as Organized 365 was called 10 Steps to Organize Paper. It was the 10 things you need to do to organize every single piece of paper in your house. And, and, <laughs> and was, that was sold in a bundle. And was that just uh, repurposed from the book that you published or was this a new ebook that you wrote? New ebook that I wrote. Okay, so you wrote this ebook, the ten steps to what? What's the title? Organized paper. Okay, you wrote, wrote this ebook and you sell this ebook. How are you selling this ebook? I know I'm asking even tech, little That's technical okay. details. How how are you selling this ebook? What are you using? So I listed it on Amazon, okay. and it sells well on Amazon because if you search "organized paper," "organizing paper." It comes up because there aren't very many books written on organizing paper. Gotcha. And then somebody just put it in the in the blab for oh, you. Oh, sweet. And then if you go to... Um, and we'll link to that in the show I, notes, of course. <laughs> I was in a um, bundle, which is where a whole bunch of bloggers come together and they put 100 books in the bundle. So the, the book was sold in there. And about 16,000 copies got sold in there, too. So nice. people found out about the book. And then I did a lot of guest posting to get that book out i think on 20 blogs nice. so i rank really well for paper organization but i didn't have anywhere to take it 
Like I didn't have a product after that they were going to buy. Like you're looking at a business that's three and a half years in somebody who's the CEO of organized 365. I'm not going anywhere. There's going to be a TV show eventually. Like this is just the beginning of my business. So I'm trying to make it more a business is what I'm doing right now. All right. So you start with one product, which is an ebook, and then you start to think, I mean, that's an entry level product, which is great. And it's yeah. getting a lot of traction. But then you start to think, what else can I do? And the next thing you did, it sounds like you said, is that you created that follow up sequence. Well, no, the next thing I did was realize that the Sunday basket, which was chapters eight and nine, uh-huh. was really the crux of the book. Okay. And the thing that was bothering people, like people really didn't care that they're file cabinet wasn't organized. I did, but they didn't. But what they did understand was the fact that they couldn't make dinner because there was so much paper on the kitchen counter. Got it. So if I could solve that problem, that they wanted to hear about. So that I told them about the book. I wrote, I I didn't have a book. I wrote a 20 post series about the Sunday basket and I was still getting questions. I'm like, after 20 posts, how many questions could you possibly have? So I had my VA pull all the posts into a Word document to turn it into a book. And I realized you can't do the Sunday basket from these 20 posts. I still didn't tell them where you get the basket, how you empty it. Like I couldn't believe that in 20 posts, I had missed the basic <laughs> message. So I wrote another post about how I missed the basic message. I recorded a podcast and then I made the ebook. And this book has sold the best of all of them. And it's not in Amazon yet, but it will be. Okay. So it's a follow up book to the first book based on yes. 20 posts that you published for free on your blog. Is that correct? Yes. yes. I love and it. And a free podcast. And a yeah. free podcast. Okay. And you take yeah. that, you package it, and now you have a second product. What's the price of this product? $7.99. Okay, $7.99. What was the price of the first product? $2.99. Okay, so we start, we're dealing with low price products. We have the first one at $2.99. Yes. We move up to $7.99. Now, we're, now people can understand how to go about creating this Sunday basket. Is that correct? Correct. And, and this is all a part of your core message. It seems as if at every right. point you're saying, okay, am I hitting that core message? How can I help my target audience Uh, accomplish that even more it's kind of like you know it's more it's because i'm a teacher yeah you know if you give a lesson and the kids get an a on the test but they don't understand what you taught you're not satisfied so i don't care if you come to my blog and listen to the podcast you're like (laughs) oh this is great everything's so great i'm like did you do it (laughs) like is your paper still on the counter i'm gonna kill you you know it's like i'm giving you an exam like so I'm like, how much more teaching do I have to give them? What products do I have to give them for them to be successful so that they can move on to week two of the 40-week challenge? And everything's easier after that. If you can figure out your paper, everything's easier after that. You'll have the confidence. You'll know I can lead you. Awesome. Okay, sweet. So now we have this second product. We, we're helping them to get farther along in the process. We're helping them with this Sunday basket. And where do you go from there? So at first I sidetracked on like, here's where you buy the basket or other things I can sell you for your Sunday basket. Like I tried to commoditize it. And this summer when I looked at my core messaging and where I was going as a business, I thought, you know what? That's not what they really need. I don't care if they use a box, a basket or whatever they need. What they need is to complete this step so that they can organize all their paper so that they can organize all of their house so that they can live a more organized life. Awesome. We're going even deeper. We're trying to figure out what do they need to get to the next step? And what was the solution that came to your mind? So that's when, you know, people hire me to go in their house and organize it. And we do. That's what we do in Cincinnati. 
And this summer, I've had five people in other states sign up and put it on their calendar for me to come to their house. I'm like, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Like, I'm not in Texas. I'm not. They're like, well, will you fly here? So I said, Greg, can I? He's like, no. I said, no, it's not it. I can't fly there. Okay, so, so okay. Uh, so I talked to this one lady. So today on my blog, you could see that I'm a virtual organizer. I can organize you from home. And I really thought about how would I virtually organize her? Because she said there are professional organizers in my area. They aren't experienced with what I am doing. And I like uh -huh. you, even okay. though you're not in my city. How can I work with you? So I've been hearing things like that. And I thought, all right, they are. They're listening to the podcast. They're listening to the blog. They're buying the books. They've bought into me. How can I provide me in a box? How can I get their paperwork organized if I'm not physically organizing their paperwork? And that's where I realized, okay, they need to print it out books. Okay, they need the quick sheet. All right, they need the products. Like if I was going to show up at your house to organize your paper, this is the stuff I would bring. And these are the words I would say to you while I was doing it. I'm in this box. You get this box. You listen to the CD. You read the quick sheets. Your papers will be organized. Okay, so you have the service that you provide for people that are there locally. Mm -hmm. And then you have a box that's a Lisa Woodruff in a box. <laughs> yes. You just pay and I will send myself to you in a box with these printables, with these worksheets, with yes. these things that would be exactly what I would tell you one step at a time. Yes. Awesome. Now, now let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about the service that you provide. How do they get you? And I, I'm assuming, well, you said that's a local. So how do they get you to come to their house and do these things with them, for them? So they send in a survey on my blog or they find me through advertising and they say, I'm interested in having you organize my house. And then I, I call, if they call me, I answer the phone always. If they send me an email, I call them right away. Because when you're ready to organize, especially if you're unorganized, <laughs> you're ready that hot second. And the next second you're going, you know, it's not that bad. I think I'm going to go out to dinner. So if I don't call them right away, they're like, oh, well, we're going to wait another 10 years <laughs> before we're going to have you over. But when they're ready, my target market in Cincinnati is either the home-based or corporate woman between 35 and 55. It's that time when they have the school-age kids, the most going on in their career. Unfortunately, a lot of them are going through divorces at that time as well. Yeah. And they're just ready to get their homes organized so they can feel they have some sense of order somewhere and that they have clean underwear to go to work the next day. Yeah. All right. So that's the service that you provide. The Lisa mm -hmm. in a box is a little more complex. How are you actually doing that? Are you are you printing out <laughs> the stuff at home, putting it in a box and, and, and shipping it out to them individually? Is that how you're doing it? So in August, when I came up with this idea, I made like five kits because I didn't know if it would sell. It's one hundred and seven dollars. I mean, that's oh, a wow. much higher price point than what I've been selling. Right. So I did. It did sell. I sold like my first five right away. So I made another 10 and then those sold. And then I realized, OK, this is going to work. The people who got it like it. I'm willing to put my time into this. So I just created I think we have 30 in the basement right now. And yeah, you should see the spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm getting things from all over the place and trying to source how this is going to work. But I'm going to ship 20 of them tomorrow to Amazon. After nice. we get off today, the rest of today is all about getting it on Amazon. And I'm going to sell it on Amazon and then also through my Etsy shop because on my Etsy shop, ah. you can buy it in Canada. All right. So now we got, we got our, our very low price, two, $2 $290-something product. We have mm -hmm. our $7 product. We have yeah. our, um, you go and do some, um, you, you go and actually help them in their homes if they're local. We have our 100 and how much? $107. $107 product. And how, okay, so you're putting these things together. How much does it cost you to put the box together? Um, it is costing me about, 
$40. Okay, about $40. And I see we have a, a link to your Etsy shop there. <laughs> <laughs> These people are great. They're they yes, awesome. thought about the direct sales thing. It's Organize 365 for the app. I'm trying to look down as they go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great to have people in here that are just interacting. Yes. I love it. I love it. So th- this is your suite of products. Are those all the products that you're selling right now? Well, just as we're having this interview, I'm thinking of more because I am a creative. Like <laughs> as I'm doing these podcasts, it's great because I'm learning more about, you know, the audience and, and listening to the host. So as I'm thinking about Lisa in a box for really this is week one of the 40 week challenge, then in the future you could have a subscription thing where you're getting the podcast on CD with a quick sheet for each of the 40 weeks. I think that we've gone so much to digital lately and so much to download that there is a place for going back to physical products and specifically depending on your target market. So my target market is 40 to 55, but I have a bazillion baby boomers following me. Mm. Baby boomers are not really into the digital and they would rather pay to have it shipped to them so they could see it in their hands because that's how they've grown up. And so really think about who your target audience is and who you're serving. So in my 35 to 50 year old time um, age group, which is my own, which we're busy with kids and running businesses and we're trying to be as productive as possible. Uh And that's why we want to be organized. When I look at my baby boomer population, they don't want to leave a household of paper for their kids. And they are clearing out their house because their kids are going away to college. They're trying to give their kids their stuff. They're trying to keep what they want to keep. They're trying to decide what's important. And they want somebody there to tell them, yes, it's okay to hold on to this, even though it seems ridiculous to other people. And no, you don't need to hold on to your tax returns from 50 years ago. I've looked it up. I talked to the IRS. (laughs) It's only seven years. That being said, I still have mine. So, (laughs) But it is. it's, It's being able to ask somebody who's asked somebody to be able to tell you, yes, you can. No, you can't. And it's not your mother. So, so, you know, in 2015, where everyone is thinking digital, digital, digital um, product, you know, ebook and so on, mm-hmm. you're kind of going in the opposite direction because, and I, I love what you said there, you understand who your target market is. That's number one. Number two, you understand what your core message is. And you mm-hmm. take these two things and you ask yourself, how can I best serve my audience? And help them to accomplish this thing that I'm saying that you can do in my core message. And I think that's where the power lies. Understand your audience and definitely always be focused on your core message. And that's a strong thing that um, I think uh, that's a strong thing that I think is working for you as you've been building Organized 365. And I, I applaud you for that. Now, anything else you want to add? Because we're, we're, we're getting to the end. So is anything, anything we missed that you think is very important for anyone to be paying attention to? I think the one thing I thought about when you were just talking, um, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. It was a delay, but we're okay. good now. I thought it cut out. Okay. Um, I think the one thing I was thinking about as you were talking is that we get into podcasting Uh now is what people get into, or we were getting into blogging, or we get into whatever it is, whatever niche we get into this digital entrepreneurial space, and we try to drive that all the way home. And as you start to refine your core message and realize what it is that you want to say and who you want to say it to, 
You need to refine that message. Then you then you need to get that out to everybody. Like I have the app and the podcast and the blog, and now I'm doing this and probably Periscope or whatever <laughs> to get people to hear the message. But then I'm not going to stay on Blab for the next 30 days. But anyone who's listened to this who says, oh, yeah, she understands organization is going to go over to whatever their medium is of choice, the app or the blog or the podcast. Read more about me and decide if I'm a good fit for them. And then we'll carry on the conversation there where I'm more comfortable in my podcast and in my my um, blog. We've got to get the content out but the content has to ultimately have a purpose. I don't think it does your first year you're doing it because you really don't know what your end goal is going to be. But after you've been doing it about 18 months, you need to stop and say, where am I going? And where are these people who are following me? Where am I taking them? Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Okay. And I'm seeing now, we're, we're, we're going to wrap up now. I, I see a URL here, organize365.com slash Leslie. I know that that was yes. in your in your Leslie folder and your Leslie file and all that stuff. And now it's in yeah. front of me. I want to know what is this thing about because it's exciting me. So tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you go, go to organize365.com slash Leslie, you'll be able to opt into either of my lead magnets there. So one is the Sunday basket planning printable, totally free. And you're going to get those little follow-up emails I told you about. So this is where you sit down on Sunday, you plan out the things you know are going to happen and then plan out your work time. On the other side of that, if you print it two-sided or a second page, is your Sunday checklist. These are the things you forget to do, but let's do them on Sunday. Like let's turn the phone off and back on again. How about the computer too? Like it could have been months. Turn, <laughs> turn the that. phone off? But those things, Oh, you, you have to turn it off and on again. Turn yeah. my phone off? I'm, am I, am I going to survive if I do that? <laughs> I don't know. It'll be like 30 seconds before it turns back on oh, again. Okay. okay. I think, I, think <laughs> I can do then, it. Um, <laughs> and then the other one that's there is for anybody who's thinking, oh my gosh, professional organization is a job. Like there are people who are not organized. Yes, they need you. Let me just tell you, they need you. <laughs> so this is a downloadable checklist that you get that walks you through the eight steps of setting up a professional organization business. But it will also walk you through setting up any business. So if you just want to see, like, what would Lisa say for starting a business, you're also going to get follow-up emails to that that'll go through step one, two, three, just to, you know, fill in the gaps of what maybe you're missing in your business or could be doing better. Okay, I love it. Everyone, go and check that out. I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm going to check it out now because... I know I need to be organized <laughs> and I'd be happy to check out whatever tips you have on the topic because obviously you know a lot about that stuff. So thank you. Thank you, Lisa, for joining me on here today. So Thank you. This was so fun. Awesome. Everyone that's listening, you know what to do. First of all, head on over to organize365.com slash Leslie. Um, but you can come and get the show notes because I'm going to link to that and everything else uh, that we refer to in this episode, you'll be able to find there and a whole bunch of resources. So go to becomeablogger.com slash 232. It'll all be there. And if you found value in this episode and for some reason you're not subscribed to the podcast, I don't know what's wrong with you. But you can fix that right now. Go to becomeablogger.com slash podcast. You can get all the information about the podcast. You can find out how to subscribe. You can find out how to leave a review and let other people know what you thought about this podcast. And if you're trying to get your blog started so that you can create content, inspire others, and change the world while building an online business, head on over to my free course. Free. Free. That's good. Freebloggingvideos.com where you get to follow me as I show you exactly the steps 
to make it happen. That's freebloggingvideos.com. It's free, actionable, and awesome. This is Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Eight 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 three five two four one four.